All right. Welcome to the Level One Coach Podcast. The person that you're hearing right now might be familiar to you. Uh, We're housing it on my platform just for the sake of it. So you can find us on the New Wave Coach. We'll eventually be on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, I'm Drew Carlson. You guys know a bit about my story. And the next person that you'll hear is Mikhail. So, uh, Mikhail Bryan, um, my kind of path um, to here today, I met Drew actually just virtually about a year ago. Um, just connected over some different thoughts or ideas that we both had, some experiences that were similar as far as playing, um, coaching. I'm now the assistant coach at Tufts University. I've been here. This is my my first year. Um, the last two seasons before this, I was at another school just south of Boston, Curry College, um, and coached a year of juniors in the NCDC as an assistant before that. So been coaching now four years, played collegially at Suffolk University, and graduated in 2019. So that's uh, that's kind of my background, my story. Right on. Uh, I guess the next thing we'll do for you guys, um, we will just kind of what I call address the elephants. So before this podcast gets released, um, if you choose to read it, Mikhail and I have collaborated on an article um, that was inspired by the Simon Sinek um, ceramic cup, styrofoam cup idea. And after we wrote the article, there was just so much more left to be said. Um, and the idea to have a podcast came up about four days ago at the time of this recording, and we haven't stopped talking since then. So here we are now, but we'll just flesh out um, this level one concept for you guys. Um, I think a lot of you that are currently on my platform will resonate with it. So this idea um, actually, let me flip it to you. Like when I think, or when I say level one coach, um, what does that kind of look like, sound like, feel like to you? For me, a level one coach is like someone who at that current moment in time is just starting out and it really has nothing to do with their intrinsic value things that maybe they are really good at have a lot of knowledge of um it really doesn't have much to do with that it's more a coach that is starting out and that could be at really a lot of different levels uh it could be a youth hockey coach it could be a college coach it could be a junior hockey coach it could even be a, a professional coach, um, but it's someone who's just beginning and it's kind of like, I kind of look at it or think of it like if you if you just Googled them or just Elite Prospect Hockey DB them, there's not much that's going to jump off the page and be like, that's someone I want to know because on the surface, they're just starting out. Um that's yeah, I, I guess that's how I describe level one to me. Yeah, 100%. And 
Uh, we'll link that article in the show notes. Um, the reason that I didn't do it is because I wrote that section. I wanted a little bit different spin on it. And that's essentially um, where we're kind of headed with this. And with that, like it kind of bleeds into our whys for doing this. And we both kind of have three. So um, I'll start us off here. But like the why behind this level one coach platform essentially is one, I think other people are just going to benefit from the experiences that we both had individually and how we can kind of um, share those together, talk about them from different perspectives um, and just getting an open source look into lived experiences of two people that have started this video game of coaching at level one, um, the pros, the cons, the challenges, the superpowers, whatever. Um, we'll get into that. And then secondly, I think a reason for doing this is just the whole infinite game idea and the concept of pulling people up. So right now in the first couple, uh, Mikhail and I are just kind of open sourcing conversations, but eventually we we want to have other level one coaches on and spotlight them and talk to them about what they resonate with, with our journeys, how their journeys have been different, um, things of that nature. So to be able to pull people up to showcase other level one coaches that aren't getting on, you know, popular podcasts, we're, we're kind of going to be that outlet for people that aren't going to get on, you know, whether it's the coach's site or whatever. So just having some like unknown, undervalued, under the radar people on would be a second reason. And then the third, we kind of share this one. So you can go through the other two and then we can talk about how this third one that we both have um, kind of bleeds into the rest of this. So have yeah. So my, my kind of like first two reasons are, I think, without sharing our own thoughts, whether that's individually or together, you never really know how many other people may disagree or agree with you. Um, I found it interesting just in the past, past few years, like you, you, you make an assumption that everyone sees something a certain way. And if you don't see it that way, you're like, well, I'm just on an Island. Like I'm the only, I'm the only person that doesn't see this the same way as everyone else, whether that's in sports and life, whatever. And then, you, I was, you know, I was describing it earlier to Drew, like you get to know someone and you start to talk to them a little bit and you realize like, oh, like I'm not, I'm actually not the only one that sees it that way. So I, I, I see this as like, this is an opportunity to talk about things within coaching or within hockey that, that we see a certain way or we notice. And I'm curious, like, do other people see that as well? And maybe you wouldn't know that on, on first glance because it might not come up in a casual conversation the first time you meet them or the second time you meet them. Um, and on that kind of same idea, but the flip side is like, maybe people will really disagree with certain things that we talk about. And that feedback is something for me, that's a real reason that um, I think there's value in this. Like it is easy to assume that people see things the same way you do 
Uh, I know I just said maybe they they don't, but it's easy to think that like, well, this is how Drew and I see it. Everyone does. But I'm I'm very interested in like maybe people really don't see it that way and getting that kind of feedback and interacting with someone that you may not um, not even someone, but with a perspective that you may not have known about or considered beforehand is a reason for me that I'm I see value in this um, because I, I think like everyone says like, yeah, I'm open to feedback. Like, tell me what I don't do well or tell me what I could do better. And and that's like a very commonly used thing. But genuinely, like I would I would want to hear feedback, positive or negative on the the topics we discuss, because I think the the more honest feedback you can get on that, get on that, the more you can learn. And maybe our perspectives were totally missing something. And if I just continued to think them and you and I just talked about them on our own, we wouldn't see like the other side of it that hopefully someone will bring that's like, hey, you guys ever consider this? Because I see what you're saying, but I I have this perspective. So it's it's that feedback or maybe the better word is perspectives to get some different perspectives from people that maybe I, I wouldn't have considered that perspective uh, beforehand. 100%. Guys, jump in the comments. Fucking let us have it. Speak your mind um, as creators. Like you might think that we're getting emails all the time and we have um, a bunch of different relationships with people, but in three years of doing this and like um, it took Mikhail to reach out um, on one of the last individual podcasts I did to spur on this and further develop this relationship to the point that we're now doing a project together. But with the exception of one or two people, um, in three years, I haven't heard a ton. So if you want to get in and discuss, we're open to um, not just being a fucking echo chamber. So feel free to hop in the comments, reply to us directly via email, um, stuff like that. But with that being said, let's get into the one that we kind of share together and I'll frame it up. Uh, I think we frame it up differently, but it's kind of hitting at a central theme. So like the third why, and probably the biggest one is this idea that we think that like the podcasting platform, or let me back up. Like we think that the traditional interviewing process is kind of busted and podcasting and putting your thoughts out there, whether it's writing or podcasting can be a way for these and if you read the article, these level 50 coaches, these level 50 ADs, um, we think they're out there looking for, not necessarily us, but people that are doing this sort of thing. Um, and you can get a lot further um, along. And we just think it's a hundred times more valuable when you're listening to me and Mikhail speak honestly, openly, and almost casually on our thoughts, um, that that's a better way to learn about someone's value system, what they care about, how they might be behind the bench, how they might be in relationships towards players. We think you can just gather more when it's in a setting like this compared to a traditional interview. So we want to kind of model what we think the future of hiring might look like and be two guys that are open sourcing conversations for those kind of 
people to um, take a look. Thoughts on that? Yeah, that and then I, I would build off of that, too, and say, like, you had mentioned earlier, bringing other people in at, at some point, like, there are, you know, you or myself, we've been doing this now for five years, like we've gotten our, our network has grown a little bit, we've gotten to know a good amount of people where like, if I need help with something, or I have a question about how to improve something I'm doing, or our team is doing, like, it's, it's pretty easy for me to reach out to someone either within my team or, or like on our coaching staff or elsewhere that I've gotten to know now that I have like a good enough network where I feel comfortable with, you know, if I need help with something, I can find it. But I know that four years ago when I started, if I had a question about like, not even um, necessarily like how to get to the next step of my career, but like, what, what could I, what could I do to make myself a better coach? Just like right now, tomorrow, or what could I do to help our team's, defenseman who I'm coaching like <clears throat> I didn't have many people to talk to about it so I look at this as like you can like we can also bring other people in that are starting out and I know it's cliche but like give back a little bit and like find um those other quote like level one coaches that are out there that you know I, I guess I think of it like no one's you know when you win a national championship everyone's knocking on your door to either talk to you, hear what you do, interview you, everything. Um, but when you're just like the assistant coach on a junior team starting out or the assistant coach um, on a youth team, prep school, whatever it is, like no one's busting down your door to interview you and see like what your thoughts are on things. That doesn't mean that you're not smart or don't have value. So I look at this as like for us, like, you know, it's kind of our job now to find other coaches out there and I, I can think of some already that fit this category or fit this mold but other coaches that are out there that um you know they would that they would benefit from having their thoughts and their kind of like philosophies open sourced a little bit and now when drew or myself are talking to someone and they're like yeah i'm, I'm looking to hire a coach that fits x y and z and it's like oh we actually had this guy on and he he definitely fits what you're looking for so it's also i think a way to to i know cliche but give back a little bit and like further along some some other people who whose shoes we were just in a few years ago 100 percent, and i think it gets to kind of like again building on top of that and circling back to um what i was saying but it gets into this topic that we're still kind of fleshing out almost live on the air at this point. Uh, we were just talking about it off air, but um, I've just kind of coined it like breaking the actor. So if you do bring, if we do bring a coach on, or if it's just us talking and you guys getting to know us, um, we talk about how like the interview process traditionally can be, kind of stuffy and formal and you don't necessarily like break the actor which is the person the young coach the level one coach never maybe takes his mask off or um he's kind of come up with the programming that he might just be trying to answer the questions how the interviewing coach wants 
to hear it, to get the job. Whereas maybe on a podcast where it's more informal with two guys like me and Mikhail, um, you can, that coach can give that honest answer. And that's where the head coach now should be looking is on this podcast for the real answer. Um, instead of maybe trying to ask it formally in an interview. So it's just like that kind of, it's almost two different worlds. And again, circling back to one of the other points, like it's probably more beneficial to listen to some people and do some digging and find some people on the internet, on podcasts in writing, um, it would be to like formally interview if you want to, if you got thoughts on that. Yeah, honestly, it, it just reminds me of like my first formal interview process um, when I was coming out of juniors and interviewing for um, assistant jobs in college. Like I remember my first interview, I was like, I was so nervous and I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to say. Like I didn't, I had like my own, beliefs and then I was like do I say those things or do I like say what I had talked to like our head coach that I had worked with and juniors and he was like these are things that you know a lot of coaches are looking for so I was like do I say those and I kind of I think I ended up going with a little bit of both um, but I remember like one of the things that I said that was totally off the cuff that I hadn't planned to say had really resonated with um, the guy that was interviewing me and I remember he brought it up like later on in that interview. And then again, when he ended up offering me the job and that's, that's how I ended up at Curry. But like, so I, I think of like you, you go into those interview processes and you're, when you're starting out and you're nervous, you, you always are nervous, I guess, even when you're not starting out, but especially when you're starting out, you're not sure. At least I wasn't sure like what is good to say, what's not good to say, how genuine should I be versus how much of like the call it like the mask the, of leadership or the mask of coaching should I wear at this, at this point. Um, and I think this is like, this is a forum where you don't have to do that. Like, like I said, you, you have, you have, uh, you reach a point where we're going to have people on and it's like, just say what you really think. And, and hopefully we move to a point where everyone is doing that, but it's also, it's hard. Like you're, you don't want to say things uh, when you're starting out that are like controversial quote controversial or edgy or, or like too outside the box. Um, you are trying to fit a mold usually when you start. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of my, my take on that. Yeah. And I think I was just talking about this um, yesterday with my girlfriend, Tiffany. And because um, we had kind of talked about what this was going to look like. And we also were talking pre-show kind of about the same thing that her and I were talking about, which is like the, the beauty of this podcast with Mikhail and I is that we're kind of we're kind of taking two different routes um, to quote unquote move up in the coaching world where, um, and I don't want to like put you in a box, but I think people will just understand that like 
your progression has been like continuous and kind of step by step. Um, so call it more traditional. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like you'll agree to that, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> the true. point. The point is um, like you've taken like a very traditional route, which is what people are used to and kind of what, probably what level one coaches and what I thought at 26 when I started coaching the tier three team, um, I thought that that was the path too. It's just one step at a time, climb the ladder, whatever. And I've since pivoted just with some of the experiences that I've had that I've written about. And I can link some of those articles for all of you that are curious and haven't read them. But um, a lot of people have read about my interviewing experiences. And it just got to the point where I had this realization that, um, and I kind of, I kind of frame it the way that like a Harvard or even you guys at Tufts, and you've talked about this recruit where you at Tufts can't go to a game and look at both of the line charts and you can't like, you can't watch all 40 kids between both teams. Right. Like you're going to a game mm-hmm. and you have kind of like Andy Duke calls them kill criteria where like a kid can't get into Tufts with a 2.0. So if there's 17 kids that have 2.0s at the game you're at, you can't watch the 17 kids. And then you obviously have other ones too. That's just going to be the yeah. easiest for people to um, kind of come with me on this. But so like I think of it, after interviewing with a couple of, I call them, you know, like the old guard, but I just started interviewing with people that I really didn't resonate with at all. And I couldn't see myself working for them. And then I just started writing to attract the right people instead of push myself all over the place. Um, and like, I'm not saying that you're pushing yourself all over the place, but it's, It's the idea of you can take, you can optimize for moving up traditionally and like not closing doors or I'm, I'm like slamming every door, but three and hoping one of those three teams calls me. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's, that's very true. And like about the, the different routes and it, it just, I think it goes to show that like, there's not one that's better or worse than the other. Like, I, I do think, I mean, the thing, the probably the things that don't get talked about enough when coaches end up where they are or like take paths that they end up taking is the role of, of luck, honestly, and the part or not necessarily the role, but how big of a, um, how big of an impact your environment has. Like, I do think that, a huge difference between you and I is like where you live and where I live and the proximity to the quote traditional path out here with there's juniors prep school and a a ton of division three colleges where you are, whether it's Michigan, Minnesota, um, now obviously Kansas, but like before, even when you were coaching juniors, like there's a lot of hockey in Michigan and Minnesota for sure, but not necessarily the same quote, path where you go like there are a lot of coaches out here that go prep and or juniors to d3 to d1 and 
or whatever to D3 to somewhere else. Like, I think that and maybe I just know it better because I'm living out here and not there. But I grew up in Ohio and I, I like lived in the Midwest the majority of my life. I feel like out here is there's just a lot. There's an abundance of opportunity. Um, so that environment to me is is different, too. And then the roadblock, like I've, I've just been lucky. I, I mean, you can sit here and say like, oh, you're just like a great coach. And that's why you've been able to to follow the trajectory you have. But like I've, I've been really lucky with getting a job in the first place um, at in juniors, like right out of college. And then I've been lucky going from juniors and our team was sold and COVID hit and like getting the job at Curry, like that was also lucky um, getting a job here. Like it, those are, there's a certain element of, of luck that I feel like, you know, if you, if you are looking at Andy Duke or those people, like they acknowledge the role of luck um, in most things, but sometimes we forget like any path that you end up taking um, luck plays a huge part in that. And I'm not naive enough to think that I haven't been lucky through my own path. So, but no, to your point of like traditional versus non-traditional, I think there's 100%. Um, it's 100% accurate to say like mine has been more traditional than yours has. I don't think that makes it better or worse. It just is. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the point of luck. And I think this will be like a good lesson to teach um, if you are a level one younger however you want to frame it coach that's listening to this because you can talk about luck um in like the traditional sense but there's also ways to like to use you know like a poker or a gambling term like to stack the deck in your favor so like i don't know if she talks about it or if i heard it somewhere else um it might have been one of my buddies that was my buddy Tanner that was writing, but he talks about how to increase like your luck surface area. And that's one thing that like, if you're a level one coach to be hyper-conscious of. Um, and one way to do that is either a podcasting platform where we're, we're talking um, about what we believe our philosophies, what we think on certain things, what we're seeing, how we think, um all very good ways to attract people um that might have a job for you one day or keep you in the back of their mind or they might reach out to you in the dms and be like i don't have anything but you would be a good fit here so putting yourself out there whether it's writing on a blog um or doing a podcast is a way to increase your luck surface area for sure. Yeah. And um, I am one of the coaches I worked with in the past. Uh, he had grown up with two guys in the NHL or just, and I'm, it's not, I'm blanking on who that NHL player was. I'm literally looking on elite prospects now trying to figure it out, but there was an interview he had done where, you know, someone had like joked, like, well, you, um, you've gotten lucky. Like, you know, being an undrafted guy again in the NHL and all this. And and his point was like, I have gotten lucky, but I've also earned my luck or I've made my luck. I forget exactly how he phrased it, but it's that, it's that same idea that like sh luck plays a role, but you can also increase the odds that you get lucky. And 
there are things. I mean, it's no different than a player. Like a player's got to get lucky to have a season where he puts up a point a game at the college level or the NHL level. But if you're doing things in the summer to try to improve your game and like whether it's physically um, off the ice or, you know, tactically on the ice, like you're going to stack the deck a little bit if you do things like that versus if you just like, you know, hang out and crush beers and play golf. Like that's probably not going to stack the deck in your favor. So for sure, like luck is luck is real and you do get lucky. And I, I think the main way you get lucky is with timing that generally is completely out of your control and you can't really affect timing much, but you can get lucky with the timing of things occurring. Um, but you can, you can stack the deck to increase the odds that that timing helps you personally versus helping someone else as an example. Yeah. hundred percent and full transparency and we'll figure this out later, but we're running out of time on our zoom. So uh, let's do some call to actions and then we can do, I mean, honestly, we could probably do a part two to this, but uh, this is, this is kind of who we are, what we're about, what we're getting into. So the call to actions, if you're a level one coach, like it's, it's in your best interest to improve that luck surface area to get online. I mean, take baby steps right like we were talking about like it's a slow boil off the air um but if you're hesitant to i don't want to start a blog like that's maybe a big step for people perceptually like start doing some tweets like just little blurbs little ideas that you have um commenting on other people's thoughts start there and then maybe you work into doing your first blog post and over time when you get more comfortable with that um, and maybe you start getting some feedback from friends that are reading it or people that you attract um, to your writing, then maybe you take another step and start talking about it on a podcast and finding, I talk about finding your people and like, this is how I found Mikhail. We got introduced together through someone that I've collabed with. His name is Greg Rebeck. Um, Greg introduced us and said, Hey, I think you two will get along and fuck was he right. Um, and you know, he started reading my stuff and comment here or there. And then I put out a podcast like last week and he had some pretty <laughs> strong feelings about it. And we just started going from there and we were like, you know what, like let's work together on something. And he was like, sure. And here we are. So, um, call to actions for me and just wrapping up for me and then I'll kick it to you is put yourself out there. Like there, there hasn't been one bad comment um, that I've gotten in three years. There hasn't been like a ton of like good comments either. Um, or like a, there's not like a ton of people cheering you on, but there are people that I've attracted that I never thought I would have. Um, there are people that have DM'd me that I never thought would ever come into my orbit. Um, so that's that's my advice for you guys. You got anything? Yeah, mine mine would be kind of similar really is like just don't like don't hesitate to reach out to people and put your own thoughts out there. I mean, I think it's 
it's obviously like you're making yourself vulnerable. And I know when you're starting out, it's easy to think like that guy's not going to get back to me or like, they're not going to care what I have to say. But I think we haven't even gotten into it on this one, but with the, with the actual post, like you get into like what you call level 50 coaches and like coaches like that, or just not even coaches, people like that, that really like want to hear what you have to say for the value that it provides and not for the status that you have are going to find your thoughts and your takes on things interesting. And even if they don't agree with them, they're going to want to hear them or be open to hearing them. Um, those are the people that you want to, that you want to interact with. Like, I think that's, you can't, you can't tell who those people are by a Twitter profile or an elite prospects page or a LinkedIn post. Like you just don't know. So yeah, like you're going to, you're going to strike out and you're going to reach out to people that aren't going to get back to you. And you're going to, um, you're going to have conversations in person with people randomly that are going to shut you down or not have much to say, or just not really care. Um, but that's not the majority, in my opinion. Um, the majority of people that you reach out to or that you interact with are going to find value in, in what you have to say. And because because everyone knows what it's like, not everyone, but a lot of people know what it's like to be at that point and also know the courage or like the um, the confidence that it takes to reach out to someone and kind of cold call or cold email or cold whatever. Um that's that's vulnerable and that takes some guts to do so i think like being willing to put yourself out there like you said and just like see what happens um more often than not i think those that you would really want to interact with and get to know and and be involved with they're gonna they're gonna reach out or they're gonna respond 100 percent, you will attract your people um we are going to run out of time. Comment, please, for the love of God, do what Mikhail has done with me. Like, jump in the conversation. Let us know how this was. Let us know what's resonating with you. Uh, let us know what you disagree with. And we will see you guys on the next one. Sounds good. Thank you.